should be. I'm bringing the super in the afternoon. <laughs> Damn. And so Daryl smoked me on Sunday. <laughs> I was not expecting. I was not. Look, was look. it side by side or are you following? It was side by side. Yeah. A rolling start. However, now look, the Supra is fast as <laughs> I agree. And I acknowledge it. And I am not embarrassed about losing to a Supra. However, I do think I was in the wrong gear. I, that's what I think. <laughs> I'm not well making any excuse. No, no. I, 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 for that to happen the way that it happened, I was thinking like, no, we have to run again. Yeah. I, that was not. Yeah. Cause, cause my maximum well boost is at like, is anywhere from about, well, 3,500 to about, well, 5,500. Yeah. Me and you were going at about maybe 50 miles per hour in the beginning. At that time, I'm already like, like having, well, to shift up into the next gear. And so I wasn't, well, building up enough boost, I think. So I that's where I, lost. that's where I think like we have to do it again. In particular, what I've what I found out very quickly, third gear in the Supra is long. Yeah. My my turbo starts spooling around like 3,500. And even though my red line is like, like a little past seven, that just pull from third, that entire pull that we did, I didn't shift. You didn't shift? No. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So like if we're rolling, my turbo is spooling already and we go, I'm gone. No, I think you guys got to like kind of explain what shifting is to maybe some of our fans out there. <laughs> oh, I thought this was just a conversation that we were kind of having, but if this was going to be our introductory. Well, this is our introductory. So, um, so before we address everything thing that's happened, so in our long absence, um, we've, uh, we've assembled some new cars. And oh, so I guess we're just going to jump in. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah wait, wait. <laughs> We're back! Yay, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. Made it. We're Jada, still alive. Jadacast episode 30. Is it 30? It's episode 30. Our okay. last one, one with Sean Lee, was 29, so we're back. That was the last one? That, yep, that was our oh, last wow. one. Okay. Yeah. I just got flashbacks of when you guys did the podcast without me, and then Jordan was just like, yo, yeah, he got fired, and then he got like the memory. <laughs> for all of us, for all of us right now, that's just like the flashback that I, that I got right now, because we've been away for a little bit. Oh, yeah, man. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah, man, I was roasting you while, while, while you were gone. That was a good one. Oh, man. All right, fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, um, you know, yeah, so a lot of things have, uh, so a lot of new things have happened since we took a short hiatus, um, you know, prepared um, to get back at this. We're going to be doing podcasts every single week. We're going to have all kinds of new stuff while coming out, and I can't wait to share it with y'all. How about you guys? <laughs> we're, just well, on the spot we're, right we're a little, we're a little we're, rusty. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm dead. Let's just start this over. Hi, I'm Mike, if you guys forgot. I'm Daryl. <laughs> I'm Jordan. Oh, um... Well, I'm Jordan slash, well, Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Jordan now. Fro Q. Yeah, for everyone out there, um, in the last episodes, I had black hair, but now I'm on like some Stormborn stuff. I'm on that. I'm on that. Well, Game of Thrones swag. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, bleached hair. Yeah, bleached that, hair that's not care. the only thing that's new. I mean, oh, uh, a bunch of things in your life that's new. Dude. So, so as y'all know, I think it was back in episode three or four. Mm-hmm. That I stated that um, that I'm planning to get a particular car. By the way, do not go back and watch episode three and four because I absolutely sucked in those episodes. <laughs> it's all about growth. It, it is. It is agreed, and we've grown a lot. I mean, I mean, like you know, starting off, I well, starting off, even though I'm rusty right now, I don't feel as bad as I did in those first eight episodes. You know, but anyway, so uh, I picked up a 
2017 Infinity Q60 3.0. And did someone applause. win that uh, guess your car? So somebody contest? actually did <laughs> well, guess my car, and then I told them to like you know um, to send us a DM yeah. on Instagram, and they never did. And oh I'm really? Like, and I'm like. I was about to send you a bunch of free stuff, man. What's up? <laughs> All right, confession. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had to be somebody who I did know. So did we ever announce no, what kidding. it was, it wasn't on, me. On, the, on the pod? I never announced it formally, but the person, he guessed it just flat out. He's like, Jordan drives a 2017 Infinity. No, wait. No. Before that. Jordan drives a, drives a Suzuki <laughs> Kazashi. <laughs> I feel like it's somebody within our group of friends, though. Well, you know, I think that that he was able to figure it out because it was on that episode with us three and Josie. Well, Josie. Yeah. And when I pulled up the a picture of of the Suzuki, and she roasted that car, <laughs> and just the feeling of just heartbreak on me. <laughs> It was just just that's just too funny. obvious at that point. Yeah, that was probably one of the. Well, we had to give ones. some hands because that's a pretty obscure car for anyone to know. Yeah, I mean, even car guys. I mean, I, I don't even. I no. didn't know what that's the name of that car. I yeah. had I had no idea. It's, I would never have guessed that car. It's JDM as mm-hmm. F. You know, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So that's gone now, and so I got the uh, Infinity Q60. And let me tell you something, guys. I love it. Um, you know, I still have this. I have this weird feeling because because like for me I'm in this this point as to where I've never had a real car and so and so everything is just so brand new to me that I still have this feeling of is this real kind mm-hmm. of sometimes you know but I'm just r- r- really happy to have it super well grateful for it and um and and let me tell you something I am I'm going fast with it <laughs> as far as speeding and as far as, as just what well, modifications go. Yeah. I'm, yeah. This guy's he hasn't stopped like every since he, week. Yeah. Dude, the news new. coming in the mail. Literally I've done more, more to my car build wise than most. I've done more to my car in three months build wise than, than most people have done in three years to their <laughs> car. I believe it. So yeah. yeah, I need to, yeah, I need to slow down. But it's I a rabbit believe, hole, man. It is. Yep. It is. Every single day I'm on the forums, well, just learning something. Every single day I'm looking at just new parts to buy. And I'm like, I don't know. I still think Daryl got you beat, though, with how much he's put into a car. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> In one shot. Big time. Wait. We talk about the truck? He yes. Even, he doesn't even know which the one truck. Is. Yeah. <laughs> the truck. I don't even That's know different. which call you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. It's different. Yeah, I understand that, but that's different because that's a collaboration between like, a bunch of yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't count that. Jordan still got me beat. Hmm. I would count it. I, <laughs> all right, I mean, if you guys want to, I don't, I don't count it. That's 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 like a that's its own little that's well, its own little project. Well, see, yours is so cool because because but you were smart enough to figure out. Hmm, how can I get all this paid for without having it come out of my pocket? And I'm like, joint Damn. joint collaboration. I think there's mutual benefits there. And of course, I think both all parties involved yeah. have an obligation to some degree. Right. So it just so happens that, you know, you're in a you're in a good spot. And I think if you're able to make it happen, more power to you. And as long as you stay on, you know, kind of see it through, then you're all good. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. For me, I don't count that. So. So what do you count so far then? What? 
<laughs> I don't. I just don't go at, at, like as fast anymore with the modifications. Yeah, aspect of it. Yeah, not like you. Every week there's a new part coming in. Yeah, I've, I've. Yeah, and he's doing it just for himself too. Like, like the way Daryl and I had to do it. We we're we're doing it because we had to meet a show deadline. Mm. Show deadline or like obligation. Yeah. I, I think there's more business involved in it. Yeah. Um. De- well. Not, I think I know there's more business involved in it when you're bringing on like different companies and, and, and things like that to get behind the build. But what's cool about yours is, is from a true enthusiast point of view, uh, where it's very organic in that way mm. because you're actually having to do your research, you're actually having to decide what part is you know either most beneficial or looks better or just caters to i think the taste and vision that you have for your build yeah you have full control over what that is yeah you know so i think that's that's the cool part it really becomes something that you sort of obsess over because it's becoming a part of your identity in a way too you know yeah 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 it's i mean it's a reflection of of who you are you're you're getting every piece that you want Mm. you're doing your own research you're you're figuring it out like, oh, this one is what looks good. This is what I want. This is the style I'm looking for. This is the sound I'm looking for. You know, um, where Daryl and I had to do go a different route and we're kind of seeing who can partner with us for a certain thing that we need. And, you know, you're you're locked into what they have. Yeah. 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 So it's it's a little less personalized than your build would be. Yeah. Right. Well, so with your guys' builds, um, would you say that you have reached a happy middle ground of personal f- f- fulfillment with your build now while also well meeting the, like you know the business needs of it too like you know so would you guys say that you're pretty happy with that or would you say that you know I kind of wish I could have went this way instead of that way I'm content yeah yeah I'm pretty content with how it turned out um my whole build the whole the idea behind my build was to keep the the trd pro parts intact get parts that will enhance those parts and then put things on there that will help me to enjoy the truck even more because we like to go off-roading we like to go camping so taking us places where we can we can enjoy those types of activities um and all the companies that 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 partnered with me are you know exactly what i wanted yeah i mean it, and I, I can't complain and they were and it's awesome I, I, we're, we're we're able to do all the stuff that we want to do and and everything that we put on it did everything that we were expecting and they couldn't have chosen a better guy in you because you're like well using that that to like its fullest well potential every single weekend yeah yeah we go out quite a bit yeah, yeah i love it yep yeah, I, I think uh, along the same lines lines for me. I, although with the with the Raptor um, was going more towards kind of sacrificing a little bit in terms of its true performance capability and things like that, more for the aesthetics of it. Um, so with a lot of the the companies that you know I partnered with in particular, I had Jada in, in mind um, as the mm-hmm. end. Uh, be all end all type of thing as far as it being you know rolling into the casting for the just trucks assortment yeah so um, the reason for being was different from what my 
was. Right. So I'm kind of thinking along the lines of like, okay, if we're going to go along like with this build and utilize these parts and also kind of have like some sort of jaded DNA rooted into it, how would that translate into a diecast execution? Um, you know, Mike and I have had talks behind the scenes of wanting to re-elevate the Just Trucks brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we felt that this, that the Raptor in particular could be like the first domino to fall to reinvigorate it by bringing on these aftermarket companies that are pretty notable within the truck industry. Uh, I mean, you have Addictive Desert Designs, you have Method Race Wheels, uh, you have Rigid on board, right? So like some pretty, some pretty big names. Ibok, yeah. Um, so that yeah, was kind yeah. of that was kind of my direction with it. Yeah. Um, and as far as like your own personal stuff, I, I mean, I think when you own the car, it's hard not to have mixed your inner your personal feelings with it um but you do kind of ensure that you have your personal flair to it right for sure um as as far as like a representation for you Hmm. the raptor's not done um but it's getting there yeah it's and uh man well quite quite a transformation that (laughs) that's gone through already yeah man let me tell you so so me and daryl on the way to work sometimes well there's like a empty side street that what cuts through through a ton of traffic and so him and i will 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 be driving side by side doing some stupid stuff immediately (laughs) and when his raptor is next to my low ass car and i just see this thing next to me it's 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 overwhelming it's Mm -hmm. scary i feel like i'm about to be swallowed up by like you know a great white shark or something it's just (laughs) it's just so big and agile and just well, menacing, you know, it just terrorizes the road. I love it. Yeah. The funniest thing is with the with the blow off valve as it rolls by you, it's like <laughs> 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 just farts. Just farts on you. <laughs> it's like let's just get away. <laughs> and that's another interesting thing thing about it too is that is that I didn't know know that trucks could have a blow off valve. And but you're the only guy I know of with with you know a truck that has a, a blow off valve. It's I mean it's pretty common. Is it? Yeah, okay. I, I, it's going to be a lot more common coming uh, for like because that Raptor set that trend I think pretty much for that that type of truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with the V6 turbo, there's a lot of rumors that Toyota is going to come out with a V6 turbo. There's rumors about you know other companies doing the same kind of thing. A bit more efficient. It's a lot more efficient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, shoot, how many gallons miles per gallon are you getting on your truck? I mean, I'm going to say the number and people are still going to think that's bad. But for me, it's actually pretty good. It's, yeah. I'm getting like 14. That's a lot better than 11 and a big In a big truck. Okay? <laughs> 14. 7,000 pound truck, I might add. 14 in a, yeah, in a performance truck. It's not bad. 14 is good, man. And, and yours is a lot heavier than mine because you got a lot more stuff on yours than I do. Yeah. I'm coming and from. And you're running 37s. Yeah. I'm coming from a previous car that got nine. So four to fourteen is a pretty nice improvement. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, speaking of engines, Mike, the last thing thing that you have to do is slap a supercharger up in yours. I was. He's uh, been talking I'm about talking it. About it. Yeah, I'm trying to get into. Talk, you know, I'm talking to a couple of companies, but you know, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, I yeah, to, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is uh, you know, it's so adding the turbo or the the supercharger will do a couple things. You know, right now the the engine, they Toyota suggests you can go ahead and put regular and lead in. If I go really? supercharger, you have to go premium. Yeah. So there's you know another expense like you know I'm already paying a hundred dollars per fill up, and that's because 
at a hundred dollars, it caps. It caps yeah. the, the the tank. The the pumps stop. So you have to pull your card out, put a new card, your card back in, and then continue. But I just let it stop at a hundred because I'm. <laughs> that, that's, well, that's, well, that's, that's emotional. Yeah, yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to use the the premium. And then you know when you go to your oil changes, you're already paying for what like five five six quarts in the five point seven liter engine. Yeah. Um, and then you put this on, you're gonna have to put a little more. I mean, there's a lot of things, good and bad. Sounds like first world problems to me. Sounds like you should do it. <laughs> oh, man. Working here, just, man. All these instigators just, and enablers. Just think if you supercharge <laughs> your engine, mm-hmm. it's better MPG. Mm-hmm. Better MPG means less time at the gas station. Less mm-hmm. time at the gas station, less time you're spending 100 bucks per fella. More revs. Yeah. <laughs> More gas wasted. He just rolls up on people. Feel like, feel like hey, fool, let's run it. <laughs> right here. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I say do it. Just send. <laughs> just send it. Just do it. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll send off the proposal. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of instigation going All on the with time, car parts. Dude, this place is hard. <laughs> How do you think Brian got his freaking F? <laughs> on, the, on the RCF so we're going to be talking about our builds a lot more um, you know we'll also be we'll also be coming up with something as to where we 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 highlight other people's builds pretty soon so stay tuned for that I'll have more information on that on a later episode but um, you know let's address the elephant in the room for uh, for all the people for all the people who happen to maybe care, all all twenty of you out there <laughs> who are probably about to watch this because you've turned your backs on us. I'm just kidding. It's better than zero. It's better than zero, yeah. indeed. But um, you know, where have we been these past three months? Well, a lot of things have have changed around within the the Jada Toys company. Um, a lot of good things actually. And um, we would like to share that with you, but um, I'm not the guy I'm to talk about it. So I'm going to pass that off to to my two higher ups over here to lay that out a little bit further of what's happened with Jada Toys. Um, I don't know. You should go on tag team it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, like Jordan outlined, a good amount has happened in the last couple months, and uh, as he said, uh, a lot of good things. So back in November, actually, Jada Toys was acquired by Simba Dickey Group. Um, for those that are not familiar, Simba Dickey Group, um, they're one of the largest toy companies out in Europe, um, based in Germany, actually. Um, and their product categories span everything. Um, you know, you have your plush, you have dolls, uh, vehicles, diecast, radio control, all that good stuff. So a lot a lot of synergies and whatnot, but the actual acquisition itself became official in the new year, January, 2019. And since then, a lot of development uh, internally, as far as finding out, you know, how different synergies uh, would go within, within the company um, and whatnot. And I think we're at a point in time now where, you know, now that a few months has kind of come and gone, we've identified, you know, some best practices of how we can work together and and where we complement each other um so it's it's been it's been an interesting process but i think it's it's been it's been fun you know we we've kind of set a new 
uh, company direction. And I think that in and of itself, a lot of us here relish in, in those kinds of challenges and, and want to continue to push the company forward. So that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. On the product development side, um, you know, we have a bunch of sister companies that, that we can work with now. And uh, some of these names that you are probably familiar with, uh, Shuko, who makes uh, high-end die-cast vehicles, uh, really good quality stuff. Uh, we have uh, Majorette. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard of them. Uh, Tamiya. Uh, there's, and there's a lot of other companies that we're really excited to be able to work with. And um, <clears throat> not only that, a lot of you who are international who are complaining that you don't get to see our products or, or is the availability this partnership is allowing us to to reach a lot farther now because of the uh, ca- the areas that that uh, Simba Dicky is able to to sell to, and that will make our products a lot more available worldwide. So uh, that we're excited about that as well. Yeah, definitely because because you know especially on social media, it always you know it frustrates me in a good way because because you know because if somebody is a fan of us, I want them 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 to be able to enjoy our product. And like, you know, I always have people in Brazil or the UK, especially, who are always saying like, hey, man, I really want this stuff, but nobody here sells it. So what do I do? And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you just yet. Man. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's crazy because you, one, you don't want to say anything too much because there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. Two, they, we do have distributors in those areas, but the way they sell to the the retailers is is kind of a different beast than it is out here in the United States. So it, it's hard to, to predict where those products will be uh, showing up. And then you know, just knowing like what's going on and 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 uh, with the the different currencies and and uh, and anything political that's going on in those countries, it it also affects what's going on with us and our distribution. So it's crazy. There's a lot of uh, moving parts that we have to kind of, you know, work with to make sure that we can get your products out there. Yeah. And I think, oh, I think overall the takeaway is, you know, not only for us here internally, but a lot of our collectors, our, our fans and, and things like that should be very, very excited with, for a lot of the things that are, um, that are going to present itself as far as opportunities go. Kind of like what Mike was highlighting a little bit earlier with our sister companies like Shuko, like Majorette, this also opens up our product development library to mm-hmm. start introducing a lot more, you know, different castings that maybe in the past we may have not offered. It allows us to play in different scales, you know, to increase collectability, maybe come up with new lines um, and things like that. So I, I think from a collector and product point of view, um, very exciting times ahead in terms of what Jada can now offer. And um, as far as the quality and, and things like that from everything that we're known for, that doesn't change at all. So mm-hmm. I, I think all around, it's, it's a very, very positive takeaway, and we're all, we're all very excited for that. Very excited. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait. I, it, ever since this whole deal went down and thinking about it, at first you always think like, oh, man, it's, it's, it's scary because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, it's like one of the smartest moves that, that – uh, has happened during my time here because now our our distribution channels just opened way wide we, we have a lot more reach and we're able to get our product way out there now so you know hopefully you guys will start seeing the products in your local stores more often yeah especially overseas yeah so stay tuned yeah well just a question for me you know well speaking as a guy who's still pretty new new to like how this whole well game works you know say for example if we're trying to get 
a license to a certain type type of company that we've just haven't been able well to get them just yet. You know, does an opportunity like this of us being able to widen up our distribution will look good in the eyes of that for licensor that we might be trying well to get, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. yeah, I think the <clears throat> the view or the perception around what Jada is today versus what Jada was even just last year is very different because you're last year, the perception was, Oh, Jada is very strong in the North American market. And it's it's just kind of that. Yeah. And and now you're looking at Jada as global appeal. And so when you're able to have that global appeal, Obviously, that means more revenue opportunity opportunities around the world, you know. And um, again, one hundred percent changes the entire game for for everybody. Involved. Oh yeah, and and from the licensor point of view, especially in entertainment, um, they will look at us and say, "Oh, they're a vehicle and diecast figure company. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really the the what we call master toy license type of company because they they are so." Focused on diecast, whether it's vehicles it's like niche, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. But now that we have all this backing from the Simpadiki Group and the the family of companies that are with them, um, our our what we can do is a lot more now than what we did in the past. You know, we have the opportunity to make action figures, plush um, toys, preschool toys. I mean, there's all kinds of categories now that we can go into because we have all these partnerships. Yeah. And uh, and I think as a licensor, you're like they're suddenly have become a big player uh in this game so you, you know we're one there were a company we should people should be looking out for yeah for sure it's kind of like when jada or when the lakers picked up ad oh <laughs> yeah exactly shout out to all my laker fans out there sorry if you're a clipper fan i don't like you yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well from that example i was about i'm to say that so so we so we're pretty much so we joined the Avengers now, pretty much, kind of. Pretty much, I mean, yeah, it's 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 like it's like we got recruited into this, you know, a, a, a strong army, mm. and you know, it's it's one that you want to be part of. Yeah, from a, I think just from like a personal standpoint, because we could talk about like the company and how that integrates and and all that stuff. Um, but for me, it's a it's always kind of like. I, I enjoy challenges. I enjoy the learning experience of it all. And so to see, maybe, you know, obviously to have past experience and, and history with how Jada used to operate. And now you're kind of walking into this new, um, I don't want to call it a like work environment, but you're, you're just walking and, and kind of experiencing a new culture let's say, mm-hmm. and, and trying to find a way to make it work because you're coming from something that you know into something new. You're trying to take away the good habits and tendencies from this group and looking back at maybe your own team or the company and how you can integrate those good habits and, and you know, make it into one cohesive thing uh, to make it run, you know, as smooth as it can during this transition. That's kind of the fascinating thing for me. But also getting to know, you know, certain counterparts and, and whatnot, over there in Germany yes, and kind of seeing, you know, what goes on in their mind, how they work, how they think, uh, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy though, because we literally, it just happened six months ago and, and the changes internally have been a lot. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, and to try to figure it all out and catch up and, and get on the same page as everyone else is really, really hard. 
you know, we're, we're not only doing our own everyday product, but now we have all these other products that we're working with and it's, it's pretty tough Yeah, because, you know, we just are like doubled our workload pretty much um, just like that. And now we have to figure out how to make it all work. Yeah. And, but you know, I'm glad that you both brought up those points because here's something I kind of want to, to elaborate upon. Well, just kind of from, from a student's well, point of view, you know, as a leader, you know, especially, well, during a time when, when an acquisition happens like this, you know, I think it's a natural reaction for, for employees and for everyone to have a little bit of fear, a little bit of apprehensiveness because, because, you know, human beings initially, we are pretty scared of change because we don't know how that change will affect us. And, and so for you two as leaders in the position that, that you guys, guys are at, how do you, how do you sort of, um, I don't know, bring, well, reassurance back to your team that everything is, is what going to work out, that everything is on the right path. How do you, you know, how do you switch their, their, their mindset from a, from a defensive standpoint and switch it back to an offensive standpoint. You know what I mean? So what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced in that realm and how have you kept the teams while functioning and thriving? It's a good question. It, I, I think, yeah, I, think I know it, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm sure it'll vary from we my, lie to them. they're getting laid off tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure like i mean i think everyone every manager has a different management style Mm. right so the way that the marketing team runs is going to be different from how pd runs and how pd runs is going to be different from packaging and sales so on and so forth um but in my experience um you know the best thing that I found just personally in anything that you do is just to communicate uh, facts, right? Y- you can't communicate that if, if you don't know. So part of what happened during the transition was, okay, well, then a lot of the, you know, you have ownership meeting with a lot of the department heads, letting them know what it's going to be like, what the structure and the future of the company is going to be like. A lot of that is on management to provide and lay out the foundation um, and their vision for the future and for these department heads to buy into something. I think if you're able to get people to buy into something and believe in that, then it's their responsibility to kind of disseminate that information to their immediate team. And then as I think as a department head, you have an obligation or responsibility to your immediate team members to almost, if, if they are in a defensive um, stance, you kind of have to flip that and, and help them to see and understand, I think, the opportunities that lie ahead, Yeah. right? And to be able to identify like the positives in this in this situation, and, and again, the same way that management has to get the department has to buy into the vision, we have to also communicate that same opportunity um, to our immediate team. And then you kind of, of course, everyone is a little bit more vulnerable in this state because they're wondering what our future is going to look like. Am I going to be here long term? Am I? All of these questions naturally arise. Um, but for me in particular, you know, just to be able to communicate 
let you guys know that if there's anything or uh, that is a concern, I mean, it, you guys know all the time, it's, it's an open door, just pop in, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whatever problem there is, we'll figure it out. And as long as you have that department head and, and communication going to understand that everyone kind of has each other's backs, um, there's, in my opinion, there's no reason why it shouldn't run smoothly. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is is making your your team members know that you are there to back them up. Yeah, you know, um, there I was told that we have to think of each of our departments as our own little business, mm. and for make to make that business run, you want to make sure that your team members are going to do as good as a job as possible. So easing their their nerves about the whole situation, telling them that, dude, the reason why this happened is blah 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 blah. And I, when we thought, of, and we just touched on it earlier about how many positives uh, there are to this acquisition, I really saw no negatives. You know, the only negative is that policies may change, but it, those aren't negatives. Those are just, you know, that just comes with having a change of management. Yeah. So it's it's there's really it's really business as usual for us. So why do you have to stress out over it? Because it's really nothing different except for the people who are managing it from the very top. And it's a uh, it not only is it uh, not that much more different, but we're actually gaining a lot more positive things from the new products that we can bring in, uh, the new distribution channels that we can get into. A lot of things are going to make it a lot more, uh, you know, I, I want to say like like profitable for us. Uh, and that typically will will ease the team members, you know, kind of uh, nerves about it, the whole thing. Because yeah. it is scary because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Every time you hear someone taking over another company, they clear house and bring a whole yeah. new team in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, from what we're told, it's business as usual. It's the same old Jada. Yeah. You know, we just have more products now to be able to uh, to bring to everyone. And and through it all, I think perspective is everything. Uh, you know how you choose how we choose to see like the outcome of the, the acquisition, which again, so far, you know, everyone views it as a very positive thing, and many opportunities on the horizon for sure. Um, but I think just just as a as a team manager overall, I think you know we have the uh, the responsibility to to be able to communicate you know certain messages to to our immediate team and things like that to um, continue to motivate and inspire um, and leading in that way. I don't think that changes regardless if the acquisition happens or not mm-hmm. because I feel like we have the responsibility to try and understand you know what your guys's goals are what you guys want to achieve and how we can help get you there right if we don't if we're not able to do that for you guys and you guys are kind of complacent and 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 stagnant then then what's it doing Mm. so acquisition or not i feel like that should be the uh the responsibility anyway yeah Mm -hmm. um and in the time of course when big news happens of course like we talked about a little bit earlier everyone's a little bit uneasy that's natural um but as Mike said, you kind of shift perspective a little bit and then it's business as usual. Yeah, that's always happens though. When there's something that like the big news that happens, everyone looks towards the negative, uh, the, the negative possibilities. But what we're giving them is the positive facts. Hmm. And that's something that's a foundation that you can build upon to give them that, that uh, peace of mind. Yeah. Well, leadership is everything on this battlefield, guys. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And it starts from the way top, from people above us. You know, they they had to give us the same kind of uh, pep talks because we had no idea what was going on. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, people instill from- that uh, that belief and, yeah. and lay out the groundwork for I think what the vision of everything can be. Yeah. Um, again, I, th- I think getting people to buy into that, believe in yeah. something greater, right? And if they're able to do that, then it just it trickles down. So everything everything starts from the top. I'm really happy to hear that. Damn. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. We're good at lying. Huh? <laughs> Dude, imagine like imagine if you were si- well 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 here is what's here's what's I want to go on about this real quick because I love I love talking about well pathology and crazy people and circulars. Mm-hmm. Like there are actually people out there who just said everything that you guys said. And they're lying about it, mm-hmm. straight faced, and they'll slit your throat in your sleep, like yep. like it's nobody's business. Oh man, isn't yeah. that scary? Yeah, yeah, it is. And there's people like that who are running companies. That's a cutthroat bit. business. Is cutthroat, but business like, alone is cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. that's scary. I, th- I don't think that's that's like what a lot of people realize. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's good to be back. Definitely. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of, and so since we joined Gay Avengers before we we close up this episode, I kind of want to lay out a few of my possibly turning fantasy into reality prospects of some new licenses that we can gain. Now, don't quote me. I'm not saying that we're going to get these guys, although eventually we might because we're awesome. But fantasy... I really hope that we bag Ferrari and Porsche. Fantasy. <laughs> well, I want like, a La Ferrari diecast, and I want want a GT3 RS, GT2 RS, 918. And for those people that have actually watched this podcast for like the 30 <laughs> episodes, it's no secret that me in particular, I would love a Porsche license. Like yeah. we've been talking about mm-hmm. that yeah. for like ever. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't know when when it comes to cut, getting licenses. And there's a lot of things that we want to do with these licenses. Uh, and there's restrictions that these licensors have on there to get these licenses. So there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, we still have to mull around to be able to get it. Yeah. But we're going to figure it out. So have no fear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's kind of learning and figuring out what synergies exist between the two groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all we can say is that, Maybe the Simbadiki group has a few licenses that we would want and vice versa. And maybe there could be something that uh, yeah, you know, that happens later down the, down the road. Oh, yeah. And when that happens, we'll definitely be sure to let everybody here know. So, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Any closing thoughts? Um, these are new. What's this? I feel like the Green Ranger. Why am I yellow? You're, you're a yellow ranger. What's this? Black ranger. <laughs> <laughs> How, how convenient. <laughs> hey, yo, but you know what's funny too? At our booth at Comic Con last year. Oh, yes. Our neighboring booth had the Black Power Ranger from Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin. From Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, hmm, I wonder how it was in casting when they told the one black guy on the show that he was going to be the Black Power Ranger. Was he like, <laughs> all right, I'll do it. <laughs> the Yellow Ranger was Asian. The Yellow Ranger was Asian. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> That's why I was asking. Uh, I love being it's, Yeah, it's hilarious. So, yeah, speaking of Comic-Con, 
Oh, oh damn, dude! That, Literally, exactly a month from now. Yeah, exactly one month from now, and we got a, a cool exclusive. Yes, we do. Can we talk about it yet, or not yet? No, next we, week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, you tell him. Yeah. You guys so, made it. so, yeah. So we got the animated series Batmobile uh, in black chrome. We're kind of continuing that tradition of doing the black chrome edition vehicles uh, for Comic Con exclusive. Uh, $50. Uh, we're limiting it to 300 pieces in yep. the United States. Uh, so comes in a nice enclosed collector's box with yep. foil everywhere. Black foam encasing it. And this one looks it's really hot, good. Man. It's, yeah. it's really cool. It's like the perfect shape. The body lines just complement the black chrome perfectly. I love it. Yeah. Drop yeah. in a picture somewhere. I'll insert it right here. Yeah. yeah. Boom. So, so we got that. Sure so that. yeah, come by uh, the Comic Con booth. Uh yeah, more information to come on that. We'll drop it on our social channels and and things like that. As far as like our booth location and whatnot. But if you visit us before in the past, we're in the same place. Yep. So and don't be selling our shit on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) I you know I haven't seen a lot of the ones that we sold last year on eBay. Good. Mm -hmm. I I haven't seen it at all. I mean, yeah, I think they are, especially my number one. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah so last year well, one of us in this room has the numbers now so oh yeah are they here they come in yeah oh oh all right i have the numbers <laughs> all right guys so that is the end of this podcast um we we will be back next week and uh if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to like and subscribe we will see you guys next week because we're starting back up again we're yes. gonna be Sounds okay, good. so we're about that life again. So a lot I'm of Jordan. good, a lot of good. Oh, oh sorry. Damn. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, a lot of good car content coming up too. Yeah. If you yeah. guys are, if you guys are into that, um, I mean, Jordan has some pretty cool content ideas coming out. So stay tuned for that. Definitely, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Yeah. Well, all right, now you can go. All right. Damn, we're so rusty, but we're still good. <laughs> we're still good. That we are. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm Jordan. I'm Daryl. I'm Mike. And we Green Ranger. <laughs> are you going to say what ranger you are, Daryl? Huh? Are you going to say what ranger you are? I, mean, I guess I'm the yellow ranger. <laughs> and I'm a super saiyan. <laughs> Peace out, guys. See you next week.